Using actors, we will recreate crimes of dangerous fugitives, often at the locations where they took place. I guess you could say I always knew there was a problem with Chris. I remember the first time meeting him, he introduced himself as Mr. X. And uh, he asked me about if I was interested in watching Face Off every day with him. So I just thought he was a really weird guy. And later that night, he asked me if I knew a guy named Mr. X, who he said was after him. And I asked, isn't that your name? And he said, was Mr. X. And then he said that he had to leave because of something called IBS, which he again blamed on Mr. X. Thank you for watching Take Two Plus. This is, after all, the only podcast on the internet with a special announcement, and that is we are pleading not guilty to all charges. You will never catch us. So that is a special announcement to Zimmerman. I'm, I'm and, pretty uh, sure we've opened an episode that way before. <laughs> uh, this is week 44. We are pleading innocent, and this week we are talking about what, fellas? Missing scenes. Every script in the first draft, the first few drafts I've seen to end up not getting shot because they're ultimately redundant or unnecessary to the overall plot of the film. But they did make the final script, though. Uh, not necessarily. Well, I guess not if they didn't shoot it. They didn't make yeah. the shooting script is what the situation yeah. would be. They would make made some iteration of the script before it finally is what you see on the screen. Yeah. I guess so. there are other situations where it could have made the shooting script and they started running out of money in the production and they ended up cutting it for budget yeah. reasons. Like, but this I is not that? like this is not deleted scenes you find on the DVD. This is stuff that the writers liked or talked about or actually wrote. Deep cuts, actually folks. So one of the Much things that I kind of wish um, they chose to stick with was, I suppose, one of the 10 ways that Cage gets into a coma. Cryo frozen by storage tanks. That would have been sweet. Um, I'm imagining kind of like a Han Solo kind of thing where they uh, they have him <laughs> and they have to like, in the it, or or or. Uh, man, I'm picturing like Demolition Man. He gets from another world. frozen. How do you do? You have to just defrost his face and take his face and leave the rest of his body frozen. <laughs> this must have been part of like, and we we'll get into this a bit more, I guess. But like, there was a like a more sci-fi version of the script that existed beforehand, and this must have been that. Like, there must have been a version of the script where like they did get frozen at a certain time in the '90s, and then they kind of got rewoken up in the future. But then someone probably was like, "Didn't that just happen in Demolition Man?" Yeah, yeah, and, someone, cool. and then somebody was like, "Oh fuck man. yeah." That's exactly what happened in Demolition Man. Maybe we future. gotta drop that. <laughs> yeah. So I I, that's, I'm willing to bet that that's an artifact from a version of the script. And you know what? It is. It is a lot to ask of our police force to freeze themselves if it's necessary. I'm just so proud to be um, paying them to do that because it reminds <laughs> me that I have a lot of power as a, as a voter. Yeah. What about you guys? Does any of the uh, the list? 
Oh, and by the way, you'll have to check the list out on our Instagram page if you want to see the entire list. I find this weird. This is what I find weird. It says that like at one point, they t- the writers talked about how an earlier draft of the film had Nicolas Cage seeking refuge at the house of uh, Castor Troy's mother. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, even that in and of itself is weird because you have to imagine what Castor Troy's mother would have been like. <laughs> It says, I guess, at some point, the screenwriters, like they mentioned while talking about it, that they were hoping that they would cast uh, Elizabeth Taylor for the role. And if not Elizabeth Taylor, then Jack Nicholson and drag. Can now, I say- this is the screenwriter's idea, right? Just one yeah. second. Now, this is the screenwriter's idea. Now, but, screenwriter's but idea. what's confusing to me is that uh, at another point, they talk about or Nicolas Cage and uh, our good friend, with the- Alessandro Nobola. Right, yeah, yeah, he, he, he good supporter. friend, good friend, yeah. and uh, how they uh, ad libbed the scene where they revealed that uh, how they turned to crime in the past was because their father used to make them wear dresses, but the writers supposedly hated this little ad lib, and yet they loved their own idea of Jack Nicholson and drag. So I don't know, I'm just confused about what they hated about Nicholas Cage's little addition there. But they, I can imagine it's why. like drag on that their was turn. our idea. Drag on their turn. That was our idea. <laughs> I can imagine why Elizabeth Taylor chose not to when the producers were saying, well, we're thinking about getting either you or Jack Nicholson and Dre. I like that there was a draft of the script that involved a big shootout in the Mirror Factory, but it was too expensive to shoot in the Mirror Factory. The Mirror Factory. Can you imagine the amount of mirrors that John would probably want to explode? Like, once he heard he was going to be in a mirror factory, his mind probably went insane. And his, like, you know, assistant director handed him a budget, and they're probably like, what? <laughs> like, what to do what? But then, can you imagine how amazing it would have been? Because it probably would have been fucking amazing. Like, having all these mirrors to blow up and to jump through and to shoot through. Like, it would probably... cool. so, be so difficult to film. It would have been too. Yeah. And that's probably part of it too. It probably would have been like how many days of shooting because it would have been so hard to film every moment of it. Like they would have had to like extend it so long. And... But uh, well, this is the famous one is like the Shanghai woman, right? Or the one from Shanghai with the Orson yeah. Welles. Lady uh, from Shanghai. Lady from Shanghai. Shanghai yeah. instead. It would have been more of yeah. like an Enter the Dragon thing because of just like the martial arts and like the, the action and just like the final showdown, right? Of like these mirrors probably moving and, and you know, someone's injured and and having never been in a mirror factory, I don't know. Like, I have no idea how they even work. <laughs> Can you... your, your school didn't take you to the mirror factory? No, I never did. Mirror factory.
it's just another one of those things in face off though it's like a cool idea that they couldn't use but they still used a piece of it and didn't explain it at all like (laughs) there's no explanation for why there's 10 mirrors in the front entrance of that set but it looks cool as fuck we have cross-dressing we have mirrors Uh, the last thing we have to talk about is that uh that originally the writers wanted to somehow tie the sniper rifle back in from the beginning of the film to a later part in the film. The sniper rifle. So, yeah, in the original script, they wanted the sniper rifle that Castor Troy uses to kill Sean Archer's son, and they wanted to bring it back so that Sean Archer would use it on Castor Troy to knock him out. Because they have the harpoon, which is kind of looks like a tranquilizer gun. <laughs> That's true. Probably another thing that they thought it would be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like, think the... I got you the tranquilizer gun, boss. Honestly, yeah. yeah this a harpoon, Mitzi. <laughs> This story doesn't really hold up because they also talk about how they wanted to turn the gun into a tranquilizer gun, which just doesn't work with sniper rifles and how they were going to re- like, I just think that the writers are mixing up their own stories here. And this, this point doesn't even make sense. Really. When you think about it. Yeah, at no point do they ever even end up tranquilizing the sh- uh, cast a trap. Yeah. But like, I'm just wondering how do they even get like, like what was the, what was the point of that? Like, these big movies, they end up because they start either going over on budget or shooting days, they end up scrapping scenes and shipping scenes and having to rewrite whole new scenes to bridge the gap. So also it it just seems sense. they got lost in the shuffle probably. Knowing John Wu, that would have been uh, great to see a mirror factory shootout. I do kind of wish that Cage was cryogenically frozen just because it would have looked oh to see God. 90s uh, special effects on that. Is this because I feel like at that time in the 90s, that was kind of like our understanding of how things would be going in the future, is that people would just freeze each other, and then you would just emerge. Um, but well, thank words? you everyone uh, for watching and or listening, or both. For those of us checking in, this was week 44 of our 52-week review on Face Off. Um, tune in next week. Yeah, just we we've stuck it out this long. You can't you owe us. give us another seven weeks or whatever. Give us another chance. Just just seven more chances. The following question comes from the Associated Press. Mr. Putin, your relationship with the Take Two Plus podcast has been regarded internationally as being very friendly. However, do the Recent events with Mr. X concern you at all with your future plans with the podcast. First, let me say I think there's been a huge misunderstanding with Mr. X, Russia, and the Take Two Plus podcast. Children of Russia love the Take Two Plus podcast. They love Mr. X, they love all the shenanigans. Anyone who hurts Mr. X will be hurt in Russia. And uh, the future consequences, you don't even know. Because you've never even seen them before in your own history. So, lay off. Hey, that's pretty good.